Throwdown Thursday podcast, episode number five. I am Patsy the Angry Nerd. Joining me as usual is Agent Nicole. Hello. Oh, did you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, because I'm awesome. Go right ahead. Hi, everybody. Okay. That was the worst introduction I have ever heard. Not very good. We are also joined today by the lovely real housewife of Transylvania, my actual wife, Mrs. Angry Nerd, Ashes Von Nightmare. I'm just here to look cute. That's the same reason I'm here. I, I have a face for radio. But Speaking. you break you break mirrors, she does not. Yeah, I break mirrors with the power of the sexy. You're full of shit. Uh, speaking of sexy, we are joined also by Johnny Wolfenstein, producer extraordinaire. Well, I didn't think that was going to be for me. I thought it was for Dynamo. No, no. No, Dynamo has his own All right, introduction. Well, hey, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we are also joined, as you just heard, by... The Immortal Gunslinger, the second most popular host on the Elm Street Kids Movie Club <laughs> podcast, the third most handsome man in this room. He is hashtag Team Agent Nicole and hashtag Team Ashes. He has successfully bred two male pandas together, was the body <laughs> double for Chris Hemsworth anytime he takes his shirt off, as well as Kathy Bates. No, he is, he's perfect from the pants down, he says. From, from the pants down. From so the waist down. His ankles and feet. Yep. He is the front man for the world's greatest monster hunting electroshock band. He is based on a true story. He is my buddy, Dynamo Mars. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the show. Hi. All of that is true except for the Elm Street Kids part, where I am probably the fourth or fifth favorite co-host. Now, this is a rare occurrence because you never uh, guest star on any podcast no. other than Trick or Treat Radio. Nope. Like So this... this uh, this is a momentous occasion here. It is momentous. So we're not counting Unchained. Nope. <laughs> we're not counting uh, Film for Thought. <laughs> I'm actually on. Agoro. I'm actually on. <laughs> I am like, unfamiliar I, with everyone. I think that I'm technically on Film for Thought. <laughs> <laughs> like they called you're, me. T- you're they, like one of the reserve members. They called me today and booked me for. I mean, I missed during my radiation. I missed four times to be on Film for Thought. And. Uh, I over the course of a month, uh, like that month, like in a half that I was like down, and I was still on three times. So I think that that means that I'm actually like on that show. Uh. So it, it, it'll be in the like in the winter. I'll be gone the whole time because I do the superhero movie thing with them. So uh, nice. in Cult of Muscle, like uh, they don't love me anymore. So we'll love know. you. That's that aesthetically, that is a big upgrade. <laughs> Yeah, but she doesn't have the I'm same. I'm on another show, too, on Wednesday. In Can I join that show? Can I come visit? Oh, anybody wants that job. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my, I'll, throw in the, I'll throw in the Elm Street one for free. <laughs> oh, I meant Elm Street. I didn't mean Trick or Treat Radio. Yeah, yeah, it's yours. Sold. <laughs> Perfect. Stephanie would consider that an upgrade, too, I Yeah, we're good. We'll just talk about Chaco Tacos. Mm-hmm. No, you won't. Ooh, Chaco Tacos. Yeah, ta- you'll talk about Choco Tacos. It's about not the way that works Choco on that Tacos and, and Jason, Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, Christ. Why uh, did I invite you guys again? That's a weird show. Well, I am that part of the show, show, asshole, so uh, I'm obligated to be here. She's and and of, you told me I had to be here. So. I did. That's part of Dynamo's Rider was to have you here. Oh, that's was true. it? Oh, that's so sweet. I almost said something incredibly filthy, but didn't. So they ink me. Like, that Come would be on. the first time. Say so, it. But, uh... So a crazy thing happened to me today that I have to apologize to you guys for. So I had this like 
fucking throbbing headache. And Wiley was like, try this, try this, try, try Tylenol. Nothing was working. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I haven't had like real, I hadn't had caffeine, caffeine since I was on the show, uh, since we recorded Trick or Treat Radio. So I walked down to the Dunkin' Donuts near me and I was second in line. Did in, you buy meth in the bathroom? No, no, no. <laughs> in the girl, uh, not today. In the girl okay. who was waiting on me had like a fucking zombie eye. Like, was it a contact? Or no, it looked it like fake a- like a contact. Like, her eye was fucking black. Oh, really? In red. Like, I hope I get pink eye. <laughs> and, like, that's the worst of it? Yeah. Would you rather have pink eye or 28 days later eye? Because, yeah, that's like, true. that's definitely what she had fucking going down. Like, it was oh, bad. And she's like, some really bad she's pink like, eye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? He doesn't have his headphones on, so he couldn't hear. Why? Why you have your headphones? Because the, the cord's like a foot and a half long. Like, they fit Bobby Chains, but they don't yeah, fit Yeah, it's weird. Anymore. Well, that person usually s- sit closer to Nicole. I don't want to crowd her. She's not going to bite you. You're not going to... Well, I mean, she bites, but, you know... I'm saving it from hard. the shark over here. <laughs> yes, This he is might true, yes. Patrick is dressed like a shark. I was told... Uh, I, actually, I, I, I said that if I got five pieces of feedback... That I would wear my shark suit in the studio. Which there are pictures. There are pictures. And uh, Stephanie, by herself, sent in about 45 different things just to make sure. So much love for me, too. What a nice girl. Yeah, yeah, but just so you know, Patrick looks for any excuse to wear the shark costume. I will. I wore so that to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This, yes. And yes. to work. I'm and surprised. You know, if he had had the shark costume when he got married, well, when, well, when we got married, I'm sure he would have worn it to our wedding. So. If he had awesome. the shark costume when you got married, I would have had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would. Uh, I, I hate to interrupt this, but I would like to uh, to say uh, uh, something a little serious. Um, you know, as everybody knows, there's been a lot of like awful, awful things going on in the world lately. But you know, with the podcasting community that we have, you know, it's so nice that there's a respite from all this negativity and all these terrible things that are going on. Because anytime somebody's facing a challenge or you know just is having a bad day. All these people are there to lift them up. You know, they're there, you know, to provide support. And they're there to, you know, try and make make their friends feel better. And these are people that, you know, may not have ever even met. They might be on different continents. They might be on, you know, you know different sides of the country. And it's so refreshing and it's so nice, you know, to see, uh, you so know, that makes- people... Uh, <laughs> that was a. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> that was fine. That was just a quick update on the Red Sox yeah. game. Headphones uh, on? Yeah, no, that was not so why you put the game. headphones on. No. But I just, you know, I want to say that, you know, if you are listening to this, then you are part of that. And we really thank you for, you know, you know, just being a part of, of what we're doing and supporting us. And, you know, we, we genuinely thank you, you know, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. There, there's just too much terrible shit going on and it's nice to have a place and a group of people who you know really care about each other and it's really nice that um this is my first ever podcast ever doing anything like this and everyone's been so nice and welcoming and you wouldn't know it from listening really yeah you're a natural darling (laughs) i'd agree um i mean even when you know people aren't having a bad day if they're you know even if they're doing something positive like uh 
you know, everybody knows about Wooberman's uh, 24-hour gaming marathon. He's got that going on. Um, you know, he, you know, he's trying to get, you know, raise money for cancer. And, um, you know, he even left us a, uh, a nice voicemail that, uh, you know, uh, kind of like a response to last week's show. And, uh, Ooh. yeah, uh, the, uh, the Frankenfurter episode. Ooh. So, uh, John, if we can, uh, cue that yep. up, that would be, sure. uh, pretty sweet. All right. This is from the Woobs, as we like to call him, Wooberman. How'd you do, I? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've met my faithful handyman. Oh no, you didn't. He's just a little broad dying because when you knocked, he thought you were the candyman. Oh, sing it! Don't get strung out. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. Sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you so That's much, Wooberman, for that. As, oh. as Pam Poovy would say, sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot as a rock. Uh, and, you know, if you aren't familiar with what Wooberman's doing, he is doing a 24-hour gaming marathon. Um, he is doing this for the Macmillan Cancer Research uh, to obviously raise money to uh, help combat cancer because Wooberman's just that type of a guy. That's you know, awesome. Yep. You, you can donate to him. There'll be uh, links up on, on our page. On I'm sure the Trick or Treat radio page you guys got a, yep. something up it, there. It's up there right now and we and uh, he may be a, a super villain supreme but he's, a, he's an awful generous guy. I don't know if it's stolen money or whatever but Sir Isaac <laughs> just made an awful large donation to Wooberman's wow. cause. Yes. Or you know to, to the to the um, <coughs> I'm sorry. What was the name of it again? The, the cancer, McMillan cancer, McMillan cancer yeah. support. Yeah, uh, very, very generous of him, and uh, very, very cool. So, well, that's because you know it doesn't matter if you're a good guy or a bad guy. You can be a hero. You can be a supervillain. You know, cancer affects all of us. You know, and this is true. That is, true. you know, it's one of those things where you really you can't physically fight it. You know, you can't punch it in the face, or you know, you, you got to just ask Dynamo. <laughs> yeah, he's tried. He's tried punch himself in the face. That's true. <laughs> And that's not even for the cancer. And I had cancer, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the part of the show where we kind of get to know our guest a little bit. It's a segment we like to call Getting Into Character. So, Dynamo, are you ready for your five Getting Into Character questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so question number five. If you could choose any of the following people to narrate your life, who would it be? Now, there's four choices. James Earl Jones. Yep. Morgan Freeman. Yep. Gilbert Gottfried. Yep. And Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. That's a good choice. I mean, I don't think that's a bad choice. Though not for nothing, I definitely just hired El Goro to do that. For real. Well, if you can't reach any of these guys, El Goro is a a hell of a good choice. It's true. Yep. All right. Question number four. Would you rather be a part of the Nostromo crew or the Antarctic Research Facility from The Thing? Uh, Both those are not very nice choices. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. Like I, I, that's t- fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say the Arctic Research Team because if I win, I can get away. Like uh, if I don't win otherwise i'm still in fucking space no matter what happens that's true yeah all right so. um now besides the deadites yeah who is in your dream monster hunting crew you can pick up to five people um peter cushion um van helsing okay um elsa bloodstone from the book uh next wave uh, love her um uh, probably, uh, and uh, I would have to say Bobby Singer from Supernatural. Okay. I don't. I, I like those other two guys, but I the last thing I need to make my life more miserable is underwear models that are <laughs> as good at doing what <laughs> I. But you do, always so. need a Sam with you. And uh, lastly, uh, I would say uh, the uh, I forget the Edgar, Edgar Frog. I think uh, the the Corey Feldman Frog brother. Okay. So, it's yeah. better than Van Helsing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is well document, well documented mm. that while you are terrified of sharks, crew Jaws is your favorite film. Correct. With that being said, what is your favorite candy? <laughs> um, other than floor candy, uh, <laughs> I. Uh, that's easy. It is uh, chunky. Chunkers. You love Chunkies? I do. I love them. Ah, it's the candy named after me. I love Chunkies. I once tried to go on a uh, Chunky diet. <laughs> where I ate... Chunky diarrhea? No. <laughs> I'll tell you, like, the reverse fucking happened that you thought would happen. Everybody's like, you're just going to get fat. But if you eat chunk, if you eat just Chunky for like a week, you're going to like look like Gandhi. Like it's not it's So you not grow good. a hell of a mustache No Wait is that the bullshit With the raisins yeah. And shit in yes. it Nuts oh. Gandhi with I wonder oh, why you so have Diabetes good. now <laughs> 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 One more One more week of that I would have like Like Looked like Palpion So it would have been Fucking <laughs> terrible Alright uh, You have one question left Yeah And this uh, You might actually like this one This is a good one What is start your, somewhere What is your Ideal concert lineup Like if you could oh. set up Three acts. Anybody ever? You know, you have your first act, then your second act, then your headliner. Who uh, who would you choo- who would you choose? Hmm. Uh, to, to watch or to play on? To watch. You're you're attending this concert. Okay. Um. I think about this a lot, actually. Um. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. Uh, I always wanted to see uh, Depeche Mode, Pop Elite itself, Duran Duran, and Men Without Hats. Like, okay. Ooh. Uh, and Devo, probably Devo on there. Like when I like when I was uh, in high school, that was like the height of like if you went to that show and didn't get. And didn't get laid like you weren't you weren't gonna get laid. But Devo wears hats. It's true. They so would be in conflict. That would be a direct conflict. Yeah. There's there's like a uh, a hard rocking version of that that I always had, but uh, only Faith No More is still alive. Well, like I so, said, it could be anybody. You could say you uh, know you wanted to see Mozart open up for Michael Jackson and 
at the Globe Theater or something, you know. I'll I'll stick with uh, for for the length of uh, programming. I'll, I'll stick with where I am, and I, I mean I really would like to see that show. Yeah, I did. I did like your five choices for your three bands. That was good. Um, so I think. Oh, there's three. Yeah, I, I did. Oh my god, it's, it's okay. It's, it's like Stephanie <laughs> Wiley. I only, <laughs> I only listen okay, to so the first four are tied. Uh, yeah, I only listen to seventy five percent of what you say. Yeah, that that's like twice as much as what happens at home. Mm-hmm. Um. Before we go to break, I just wanted to uh, talk about a couple of things. We are recording today. Uh, this is uh, Saturday the 23rd, and we had a couple of birthdays this week. Agent Nicole just turned, what were you, like 19 now? Yes, I... She's like 19, I forget. I'm 19, I'm 27. Yay, uh, Nicole! Yeah. You don't look 27 at all. Oh, thank you. Miss Stephanie Wiley just had a birthday yesterday. She is also 19. 1,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna kill you. You know when we were all went to Motley Crue because I think uh, I yeah I, I think yeah. we were all there. Um, I remember, was not. Was remember when they played "Shout at the Devil"? <laughs> yeah, they were talking to Stephanie. Oh, okay. oh were they really? Yeah, it's true. And uh, Mr. Uh, Jeremy Slagoth uh, turned sixty-one tomorrow. <gasps> really? Yep, he looks uh, great. Sixty-one? Are you sure it's not sixty? It's sixty-one. <laughs> Jeez. He doesn't look 60. No, he doesn't look 60. I mean, I, I would say he looks no older than 42, but yeah, tomorrow is his 61st. That's crazy. Does Before, I, yeah, like I wouldn't it. even say even the 42. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Yes, happy, happy birthday. Uh, another thing that, that happened today, uh, we actually were sharing this earlier at, uh, at Magenta Manor, where uh, Ashes and I live. Is uh, we were talking about some of the new trailers that launched today from San Diego oh, Comic Con. Oh, my God. Wolfie, have you had a chance to see any trailers today or in the last couple of days? Um, I've seen some. Uh, have you uh, have you seen the Luke Cage Iron Fist Defenders trailers uh, without sound? Ah, that one is well, the I'm Defenders sorry. one is just all speaking, so you missed a lot in that one. Can I just say I'm excited for Finn Jones as Iron Fist? Oh, oh Loris Tyrell. Oh, he's yes. so sweet. I got to meet him a couple of years ago, and he was you like... a nice picture with him. I did. He was like, let's squish you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was like five or six of those characters yes. from Game of Thrones. Like, and half of them yeah. are still alive. So. I don't know who that is outside of... He was going to be Iron Fist. Yeah, he's yeah, a... He was on Game of Thrones. That Game was of biggest. Thrones. That explains it. Uh, there was also the Justice League and Wonder Woman trailers. Oh, my God. Justice League looks amazing. Amazing. Yes. Wonder Woman I, looks fan-fucking-tastic. So yes. I saw the Wonder Woman yes. trailer with sound. I saw the Justice League without. And the reason I'm seeing one without sound is because I'm producing podcasts today. So I haven't, you know, I can't really play the sound. But uh, I think the Justice one looked okay. But it, it's not really a trailer. It's like a scene. That's like, supposed yeah. to be a sizzle. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a sizzle reel. Yeah, because that was what they what they showed to the press about uh, a month ago mm-hmm. when they invited him down to check it out, like an early early uh, set set visit, mm-hmm. and because that was the one that everyone was describing as being cool. And I think it's cool, but I just I don't think if people are thinking of that as a trailer, which is how it's framed. Yeah, it's not a good trailer. I think that's yeah. the press saying that though. I, like if you well, I think it was the Warner Brother Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, YouTube site, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think that that says sizzle reel. Okay, I'm sorry. This yeah. I'm looking at comicbook.com's YouTube, and it says trailer. Right. Yeah. But I don't know what it says on Warner Brothers if they have even released it yet. I um, I do enjoy how Boston's own Ben Affleck is giving Jason Momoa the hi hat. <laughs> I do enjoy Until that. Until he gets jacked up against a wall. That's the yeah. only one. That's the only one. No, after he gets jacked up against the wall, he does. He says Arthur Curry. <laughs> <laughs> 
You talk to fish, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. Um, I love Aquaman, which is why I find... Uh, I really love Aquaman. He's great. Which is why I find uh, Jason Momoba's casting so damning. Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you're going to J- find some Jason disagreement Momoa with the Jason Momoa can talk to my fish any day, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. This is not what I deal with the folks. This is my life. I'm not 100, like, I don't know, like... Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, oh, do I? I get it all day, every day. I feel like your joke yeah. is floundering. Not from uh, uh, Patsy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm just going to tune you out here. <laughs> well, not the cop on this, but the, the only one that I watched uh, was the Justice League one because uh, I'm sort of on the fence of, well, if I still work for a film for thought uh, in some capacity. <laughs> But uh, if not, like I'm kind of on the fence mentally if I'm going to go see it. So you know, I but I you. I didn't watch Iron Fist. Uh, well, we're we're kind of on the hook for time here. So um, I'd also just like to quickly say that I uh, I also saw the Kong Skull Island trailer, oh which God. looks phenomenal. That was great, John Goodman, uh, oh Sam God. Jackson. He and plays King Kong. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Instead of Andy Surprise! Serkis, they got him to do the uh, the, the motion capture. Uh, and also, uh, Tom Hiddleston is in this. Uh, and I really, really <laughs> like the fact that they, uh, they, uh, they made uh, Kong much, much larger than he was in the Peter Jackson sure. uh, iteration. Because they have the Godzilla King Kong movie that's supposed to come yeah. out in uh, 2020. Probably so 80% of the... No audience will be all about Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I will be one of those. I will be in we'll the go audience. Together. Yes, we'll go together. Yes, just for Tom Hiddleston. In the trailer, was there a part where it went, King Kong, I got a job for you. <laughs> no, there was, uh, I, I believe it, uh, Samuel L. Jackson said something about apes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I did make a joke with Ashes about that. Yes. So I think this is a good time to take our first break. And... Uh, when we come back, we are going to discuss uh, Dynamo's first choice for his character that he'd like to, uh, to cover, and that is Blue Beetle. We are also going to be discussing cookies. Cookies! Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wooberman. I apologize for interrupting the broadcast, but I have an important announcement. On August 4th, 8 p.m. GMT at... 1pm PSD, I'll be undergoing a 24-hour gaming marathon to raise money for Macmillan Cancer Support. Uh, this entire endeavor will be streaming on twitch.tv forward slash Wooberman, and if you choose to donate, he'll give you the chance to choose a game for me to play, and maybe even participate if you ask me very nicely. Um, the games currently include That Dragon Cancer, which is going to be very emotional and may see me cry, uh, Broforce, Helldivers, and maybe even if there's time, Undertale. Uh, relevant links will be provided by the broadcaster of this podcast, and I return you to your original broadcast. Thank you very much for your time. And we're back. Now, Dynamo. Yeah. 
You are a large fan of this uh, relatively unknown character, Blue Beetle. Uh, as this chair will tell you, I'm a large fan of anything I'm a fan of. That's true. You <laughs> do have uh, your double fisting chug jugs over double there. Double fisting. Yep. <laughs> fisting. <laughs> and uh, now, what is it about Blue Beetle? Actually, you know, Ashes, you had a question that you asked me. They the only other cost day. 50 cents to refill. Oh, Blue Beetle, not the Chug Jugs. Oh, no, not, no, no, not, not, Damn, not the Chug Jugs. But, but that's Blue actually Beetle? really good to know. 50 cents to yeah, refill so you all buy that? It, yeah, you buy it for $3.99. Really? And then you can constantly refill it for uh, 50 cents. Well, this has been Dynamo Mars on behalf of Cumberland Farms. Chug Jug. Combies. Combies. So, Ashes, like I said, you, you had a question regarding yeah. the name of Blue Beetle. Yeah, so I don't know what the hell a blue beetle is. I think I squished one of those in my apartment the other day. Um, that was actually Patrick's uh, pride and integrity. Oh, oh, <laughs> that doesn't have any. I squished that a long time ago. Yeah, we've been together almost seven years. This uh, didn't happen the other day. It's been seven years? God damn it. Yeah, Tony. but it was counting. And you're still alive? <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm still here. <laughs> when does the money come? <laughs> <laughs> About the same time you do, I suspect. Oh. <laughs> Never. S- it's never coming. I'm sorry, Patrick. <laughs> I was just hanging over the plate. That's all right. Low-hanging fruit is your specialty. It's true. That's I'm not what very, your doctor says. I'm not very tall. <laughs> I consider this taking one for the team. You're welcome, womankind. Um, anyways, so... Funny, when, I say the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, regarding Blue Beetle... Yes, ma'am. How do you... And, and I guess superheroes in general, because I'm not a huge... Uh, comic book follower. I do enjoy comic book movies. I like the action and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I guess when it comes to comic books, I I don't... I just don't get it. Especially when it comes to naming the superheroes. Like, how did Blue Beetle get his name? This is actually a story I found out recently. Um, Though I do not recall the uh, creator of the original Blue Beetle's name. Um... He was uh, a character named Dan Garrett. He was a policeman, but power-wise, he was basically a Superman proxy. Not much different than, like, uh, Captain Marvel or a lot of the heroes at that time. Uh, And we're talking original Superman, not the Superman we know now. Like, leap tall buildings can almost lift a car, kind of bulletproof. I'll just read who who was created by, just because I have it right here. Charles Nicholas Wotowski, Mm -hmm. I believe is how you would pronounce that. And uh, uh, another creator asked... uh, you know why his name was Blue Beetle because it didn't have too much originally to there's some stuff retrofitted in the characters to have scarabs and whatnot but like uh, originally it didn't have it much to do with anything and it was basically because uh, uh, Fawcett who I think was the company that was coming out of basically had was fame they were the asylum video of their time and um, Green Hornet uh, was a popular radio show and it was a good selling comic. So he just responded, "Why did you name him Blue Beetle?" And he said, "Green Hornet." Okay. So uh, that's it's really just that simple. Uh, eventually, the character got picked up by um, a company called Charlton Comics that had a lot of uh, cast off writers. Um, and the legendary, maybe one of my favorite artists of all time, for sure. Uh, in both stories about him and uh, his artwork, and he was also co-creator of Spider-Man, and that's uh, Steve Ditko. And uh, Ditko, uh, uh, Charlton Comics kind of 
edict in creating him wasn't much more full of integrity than uh, Fawcett's old. Uh, the two biggest selling books at the time were Batman. Uh, this was 1967, and uh, Spider Man. You know, which he had created. So he basically created an arachnophobic, arachna character who made jokes and kind of flipped around like uh, Spider-Man, but was also rich and handsome and had gadgets and was a human like Batman. And uh, that's the Blue Beetle that I would like to uh, focus on because that's my favorite, Ted Cord, whose first appearance was in Charlton Comics. Miss, I think it was uh, Captain Adam 8. Um, I think it was, 19, it was I know it was a Yeah, Captain in Adam. 1967 He was a backup feature um, a, He was in that for three times And then he went on to have Later on that year in 1967 He had his first um, His first own issue And would go on um, For about three years That would last Until the company folded a little bit um, And then that company would pop up And re-pop up And uh, uh, What's funny about Blue Beetle Is eventually he got bought by DC Comics which is where he, uh, where I, uh, I had kind of discovered him uh, in 1985 during Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then that that lasted over, uh, you know, through the end of 85 into 87, uh, into 86, which was followed by a story called Legends, which brought all the heroes that they incorporated from other things. They also uh, had purchased Plastic Man and um, Captain Marvel, who they would later have to rebrand Shazam after Shazam! after a. <laughs> After a lawsuit. So, um, Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, um, ironically, to, to wrap up this little uh, Blue Beetle primer, is probably most famous for not being Blue Beetle at all. Because the reason that DC bought the characters was based on a pitch that famous... And I might be, you know, I, I'm about 70% on the history of this and anything having to do with this particular comic personalities. That's about as best you're going to get. But... uh Famous uh, comic recluse Alan Moore um, had pitched a story called Watchmen. And all the characters that we know in Watchmen are actually renamed versions of the famous Chowton characters. So Rorschach is the character called The Question. Mm -hmm. And Osmandius uh, is a character called Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. Osmandius sounds better. Yeah. And um, Silk Silkshade is that Silk Specter uh, is a character called Nightshade, um, and uh, the Night Owl is right down to the way his his ship looks is uh, Ted Cord Blue Beetle. Yeah, I I always thought he reminded me of of Blue Beetle or yeah. Batman. So yeah, especially because the, the the cowl and the look to him. So uh, and I really took to this character um, when his book came out because uh, he was. Uh, a nerdy guy who didn't have any powers, but he also wasn't like rot with, you know, he wasn't like super depressed all the time, but he was depressed in the same way I was. He had trouble getting a girl and he was in trouble for being late. And he, uh, you know, was just a normal dude that uh, overcame with his brains and his fists and some really, you know, as Patrick would uh, love some really bad puns. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's, that's the best part. I think. So now I have a question. Was this when he was teaming up with Booster Gold, or is this just around the same time where he was just kind of evolving as his own superhero? Well, 1986, when Crisis ended, his own book launched, uh, and that went for I, I would in between six months and a year, and wasn't selling outstandingly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, even though they around issue five, they threw uh, the new Teen Titans in, which was the uh, biggest selling book of, of that era. Mm-hmm. And they eventually uh, they wanted to re- out of Legends. They wanted to relaunch the Justice League, and they were having a hard time finding. Um, any characters to be in it because the editorial staffs at that time were all they all had their own um, what's the word I'm looking for Wolfie uh, their own uh, sorry I was reading something yeah they, they, <laughs> they, they the DC editorial teams in the 80s were all separate and they had like their own amount of clout so you could say you don't you can't have you can't have Superman because we've got Superman in his three books and we're gonna have him off planet for a while and yeah. you can't have this you can't have Aquaman because we're doing this with Aquaman over here. Um, so this is where all like the Justice League, International right. Justice League, so, America. So like the C team, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So uh, it ended up being... Um, uh, they ended up recruiting um, this uh, writer who had done a lot of stuff for them by the name of Keith Giffen. And um, Giffen wanted to do the book, but he was busy with something else at the time. So they got a uh, a writer named J.M. DeMantis to uh, do the scripting for it. Um, And they ended up recruiting uh, the most underrated comic artist in the world, uh, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Maguire, who, in my opinion, changed the way superheroes looked forever because he made it look like they had costumes and not that wasn't their skin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And... uh, this book that probably should have failed with all C-list characters in Batman, because uh, at the time Denny O'Neill, who was the editor, was a or Andy Heffler, uh, but either one of those guys were notorious whores, so they were asleep at the wheel, and they're like, "Sure, you can have Batman." Um, and Batman kind of played Mister Wilson in this character, in this in this uh, like Mister Wilson, the Dennis the Menace fame in this yeah. comic, and Justice League International was a uh, a work. Like a uh, workplace comedy with capes. Uh, Blue Beetle really kind of didn't fit in initially. He was kind of the guy that drove the ship um, until issue four when uh, the uh, team's mysterious unwanted benefactor, Maxwell Lord, brought in his first recruit, which uh, was, as Nicole mentioned before, Booster Gold. Mm -hmm. And Booster Gold and uh, Giffen and DeMantis... uh, pretty much made a modern, you know, uh, you know, you can either look at it as the precursor to Jay and Silent Bob or the rebirth of Abbott and Costello. Yeah, I was just going to say these sound like Albert and Costello. Yeah, so they... um, Abbott. They... Fuck off, Pat. So, yeah, yeah, and and that kind of, you know, his own book wasn't doing very well, but the, the, the kind of antics of these two characters sort of put him on... Um, uh, put him on a course to be like give him an I- identity it's like uh, in wrestling terms like you may not have ever like though he's a footnote like uh, little Shawn Michaels never would have made it into the WWF to be famous if he hadn't initially been part of a tag team with Marty Jannetty so like kind of the team of uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle uh, for whatever reason never got their own book but ended up being uh, a, uh, you know, uh, probably the most popular part of that, of that, of that great book, and there was a lot of great personalities and a lot of great stories in there. But uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle were the were the mans. Now, my my question mm-hmm. is, 
you know, there has been some rumors swirling around about a potential either TV show or movie uh, with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold featuring uh, Alan Tudyk and uh, Nathan Fillion. What do you Ooh. think about that? Well, actually, Nathan Fillion won't be able to because he's already signed up for Guardians of the Galaxy, so he can't mix in with Marvel and DC. Sure, he can. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure how that contract. Because the guy who uh, the, there's the bad guy. Ryan from Reynolds has done it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I was going to say him and, as well one. as the. Uh, I think that's just a rumor, though. I mean, last I yeah. heard, oh, I've heard it fan. over and over. Yeah, it's a, it's a fan theory. rumor. Yeah, I would. I would. I think it's perpetrated by them. Though. It could be. Yeah. I think that they're that they're the fans that can, almost well, see, in the same way that Ryan Reynolds made Deadpool happen. Like, I guess the was, thing I'm saying is there's 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 no. Like nothing to that report. It's, oh, no, it's strictly just, rumor. Yeah, I'm like, just saying. Like that would you know? What do you think if they were to do that? Because I know um, when Land of the Dead was being made, um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost started a rumor that they were going to be in it. Uh, Simon Pegg and uh, Edgar Wright mm-hmm. started a rumor that they were going to be in it. Um, you know, with without ever speaking to to George Romero. Right. So when somebody brought it up, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I guess," and yeah. they ended up being in the movie. George was like, sure, I don't care. They were in Let the, the kids uh, be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they were the guys at the uh, take your picture with a zombie booth. That's probably exactly how he sounded, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, because that was going to be like a follow-up question. Like, if they were to make a Blue Beetle film, like a standalone Blue Beetle film, who would you cast as uh, Tedward? Uh, Aside from Ryan Gosling, yeah, yeah, I don't, he's he's not the right. Uh, I don't know that he's the necessarily the you know. Uh, Ted is a, a is an American, but uh, I I think if they were going to do a movie and, and just by the script of of, of Ant Man, the stuff that stayed after he left, I would love to see. Uh, uh, I, I I would love to see uh, Simon Pegg. Uh, yes. uh, Simon Pegg, uh-huh. Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright uh, 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 pairing. I don't. You know what's funny about it is is and I know Raven Shadow in because this is one of his favorite characters of all time. Would will get pissed at me. He he gets pissed at me and then forgets. Like it's like you can't believe it. But I don't know. Um, you know, I think that you know you'd get have to get like you know what I didn't have an answer until I saw Ghostbusters the other day and and you know if you're mixing Marvel and DC uh, and there's like 25 of them so maybe you can get one of the other brothers but I think that. Uh, Helmsworth would play a good booster gold because yeah. he's, he's essentially Liam or Chris, Chris, Chris. Uh, and again, if you're going for low hanging fruit because they work well together, I think that you know, um, uh, Jordan Padalecki and um, I forget uh, the other Jensen guy, Ackles. Jack Jensen Ackles, uh, would play you know a, a good you know with with Padalecki being a really good booster gold because he's essentially. An underwear model from the future. So and you're basing this on his performance in the Friday the 13th remake. Right, exactly. And, and uh, Ackle's performance in the My Bloody Valentine remake. But no, I think that it, there is an important thing to be said for the fact that um, uh, it would be hard to have a natural chemistry just on script. You know, it's only happened a few times. Like uh, Riggs and Murtov. Um you know, you can't, like, I just watched, and it's not a bad movie, you know, not Michael Bay's not a very good director, even when he's a little more restrained, but I just watched um, Bad Boys the other day, Yep. and I feel like, you know, Lawrence and Smith's, though they're both very charismatic, and I really do like Will Smith, I feel like their chemistry is off. I feel like they're, they're, they're 
banter is just on script. Well, it's you know like they're I mean? both yeah, trying I, to play the same character. Right. Yeah, but I, if, I agree with you if, that. But if you, you know, there's no denying that, you know, you know, there is a there is a mountain of uh, slash fiction about it that would say the same. But there is a there is an undeniable chemistry between, uh, you know, uh, those those two cats on Supernatural, and you know, I, I think that. Uh, you know, Edgar Wright is just such a great writer and understands friendship so much that even if the, uh, you know who it is, I got it, I have it. Um, I'm a dummy, and it's another Marvel thing where it wouldn't work. So Simon Pegg as Blue Beetle and Chris Evans as Booster Gold, because this is a, something that I didn't know until I was listening to the uh, commentary for something. But for some bizarre reason, and I don't know how it happened. Chris Evans and Edgar Wright are really good friends. So, like, I, I think it would be, you know, perfect and, and, and work really, really well. I feel like Booster, oh, not Booster, Go Blue Beetle will be probably making some chips around the DC television. I cause, agree. Because I know that they've dropped a few hints on Arrow. Oh, yeah. they always talk about court, court industry. Yeah, right. always. so I figured... And, and Batman Superman... You can see Cord Industries. Sure. That's true, yeah. And it could be, it could just be, um, as far as the TV show goes, that we're benefiting from the fact that maybe they weren't allowed to use, at least in the first season, LexCorp. Yep. Um, but uh, he will definitely show up in that TV show. I'm surprised Booster hasn't because that agent's, uh, I don't know, what the hell is it called? Uh, the, the time traveling one? The future. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's a booster. That's a modern. Like, that was a Booster Gold story. Yeah, because he's a, he's a time yeah, traveler. With, with yeah. Rip Hunter recruiting Booster Gold and his uh, sister from, like, the future to kind of fix, uh, you know, problems like that. So I'm surprised that that hasn't happened. Um, but uh, it, it hasn't. But, you know, the announcement of Ragman today makes me think that, you know, it. it even if they aren't planning on having Blue Beetle or Booster or, or Mr. Miracle or any of my favorite JLI characters now, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you've, if you've decided Ragman's a good idea to have on the, the television show, you're, you're kind of running out of ideas. Yeah, like, there, you know, I, I watch the, uh, the Arrow show, and I'm, I'm, every time they mention Cord Industries, I'm always like, oh, man, I hope they put Blue Beetle on soon, because... The only exposure I had prior to you know you choosing this this character to come onto the show because I didn't know much about him. Uh, the only experience I had was his uh, brief stint in the uh, Superman Doomsday storyline, where you know the Justice League is flying around in the in the Beetle Jet or whatever the hell they call I it. I cried, and he got smoked. He got smoked. In that. that was. But I mean, that's it's not fair. It's a guy with no powers. Sure. You know he's not going to throw money at Doomsday. But here's why. Here's why uh, either Dan Jurgens was a dick and didn't like him uh, because he was certainly using him in the JLI relaunch that had started not too long before that, which uh, I liked fine, but it was a little more return to form of a serious like you know superhero book and not you know this kind of interesting anomaly. Especially when you look at 1980s, and the most popular stuff was uh, the Black Phoenix story. Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, Watchmen. It was all this grim, gritty stuff. And um, Giffen and DeMantis and McGuire brought a comic that was a comedy. 
and it made it one of the most popular things. And, and not only that, like, uh, if you were a comic fan of a certain age, um, the way they wrote a belly laugh is part of the vernacular of a comic fan in the same way that you go to a wrestling show, somebody gets chopped, and everybody yells, woo. Yeah. Um, you know, boah, ha, 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 ha is something that gets thrown around, like, like all the time. So I think that, like, it's inevitable that they're going to end up on that show. Um, and I think that they're... I, I think you're going to see a Justice League International television show in the next few years. That would be... Especially with the, the launch of the movie next year. Yeah. I think that would be... Because I don't think they're going to include Green Arrow or Martian Manhunter in any of the films. Which sucks, because I... There's a few people who could really play Green Arrow. Like Stephen Amell, I would uh, keep him. No. I mean, I like Stephen Amell, but um, Sean McGuire, who plays uh, um, Robin Hood from Once Upon a Time, he just has the look, especially with oh, my... He has yes. the look. That, and with me, with Green Arrow, he has to have the damn beard. If he doesn't have the damn beard, he's not Green Arrow to me. So definitely Sean McGuire or um, Jamie Lannister. Nikolai... Yeah, yeah, he would be a good one as well. Well, I would like to see a like if they do another iteration of of Green Arrow away from the television version. Yeah, I'm not happy about what happened in that show. I'm I'm like I'm uh, unless you're talking about what happened in season one, episode uh, twelve. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at watching television, but I'd like to see a uh, you know Green Arrow that I grew up with. Was like kind of an older cranky yes. guy, like a, like the, like your hippie uncle. And yeah, he, the old the yeah. old man, and he had a Van Dyke. Yes, um, he did. So I'd like to see that. So like, that's the type of character that like a um, Sean Connery. Sure. A, a, <laughs> well, no, like a. Um, uh, you just made me forget his name. Um, uh, he a Thomas Jane or a um, okay. or a Nathan Fillion. I think could could play a you Viggo know what I mean? Mortensen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what okay. I mean? Like, if you're going to be... Yeah, definitely, probably, on that level of celebrity. Like, I mean, what they'll do is they'll pick somebody who, like... I, I will tell you this, the, the, the Marvel people, anyway, and the DC people, to a degree, if you're looking at, like, psych, uh, Cyborg and um, Flash in these films... Yeah. I feel like they're really good, like... They're really good horse race betters. Like, they pick, they're picking these people before... They're really big stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they have the core of, you know, Affleck is Affleck and Harvey, whatever is, uh, what's, Cavell, whoever plays Henry Superman, Cavell. Henry Cavell, yeah, is, Henry you know, Cavill. famous uh, for being he's so Superman, I guess. But, like, if you look at some of the, like, the, the B characters and some of these things, it's almost like they're becoming celebrities because of being part of it. So. Well, I, I, have, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Now, if you are a guy like... Brandon Routh, and sure. you were in a Superman movie, and you were Superman, and now you're relegated to playing the Atom on on, uh, on the the Arrow program and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Are you are you really upset to see the amount of money being thrown around at these movies, and just thinking to yourself, man, how did this go so wrong? I feel like in 2016 when uh, Bruce Willis movies are direct-to-video. Same thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you're happy that you're fucking yeah. working. Yeah, you're yeah. working. And yeah. 
Uh, the funny thing is, I'm sure you guys know this, but Henry Cavill was looked at for Superman Returns, and, and they passed him by for the role for Brandon Ralph. So it's just kind of interesting how things, you know, switch switch it up. And, you know, I'm sure he's much happier to be in this version mm-hmm. of Superman than, than that one. But I don't know. Brandon Ralph, you know, like he he hadn't really done a ton of other stuff aside no. from being Superman. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that one, maybe he prefers, he may even prefer doing doing this sort of thing. He's not in such a, a huge spotlight, you know. You never know what, what, people, what people like. And I'm sure he's having fun. I mean, I would fucking oh, yeah. have fun on that show. Yeah. But I mean, think of, if you look at if you look at the two of those films on paper, and you're like, okay, we have Brandon Routh as Superman, who has the look, you know, he has the look of Superman. Not to say that Henry Cavill doesn't, mm-hmm. but Brandon Routh has that look. He looks a lot more like Christopher Reeve does. Sure. Yeah. You know, you, you've got him as Superman, and then Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor, as opposed to Jesse Eisenberg. Like, sure. Which one do you think is going to be the more successful movie? Yeah, no, it's it, 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 it's it, all in the execution. It's, it's it totally all comes down to writing. Yeah, as well. It's the execution you of the know? film. Like, yeah. it, it's not their fault. Ooh, that that kryptonite's the only failed. thing that kills me. I'm going to lift a continent made of kryptonite. Does anybody know yourself? anything about Brandon Ralph? Because. I know he's married to the girl who is in When a Stranger Calls. Okay. And she was also in that 10,000 BC movie, Camilla Bell. Okay. At least I think he's here's, married here's, because her name is Camilla no. Bell. Here's, here's, no. here's I why I ask. And maybe they're, they're related uh, somehow, I think. Um, Thomas Jane. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is another one. Oh, no. Are uh, un- unabashed funny book fans. Mm-hmm. Like they've tried to get many comic book things themselves, like off the ground. And I thought I, Thomas Jane was a great Punisher. Yeah, and I wonder if Brandon Ralph is a comic fan because he's been in a lot of fucking comic stuff. He not only played Superman and now he's the Atom, but he was Dylan Dog yeah. as well. Yep. yep. Um, so I wonder, you know, like I mean, Thomas Jane like has done test movies to try to make things get off the ground. Um, he loved being the Punisher so much. He had he produced at least one other like fan film of like him being the Punisher. He did test makeup for himself to to make a Jonah Hex movie happen uh, before and after the the failure of a film. And Ryan Reynolds is such a nerd that he's why Deadpool exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like he he's he's why that happened. He campaigned for that. And and yeah. if it happens, you don't hear very much, but. A lot of the fans aren't happy about it, but I, I don't care. I, I don't have like a. Uh, I, I think that I've seen him in enough stuff where I think he could do a good job. My favorite book series, Repairman Jack. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has been trying to get that off the uh, off the ground for like a million years, and, and Jack's not. A, by the end, Jack is pretty much a superhero, but he's like uh, almost like a one man A team is how it starts. He's like an urban mercenary who's also a nerd like he's you know Jack's house looks like the studio with all old movie posters and nice. you know so you know you, you'd love those books Patsy um, so speaking of books Ryan what, Reynolds would be a good Blue Beetle what yeah, uh, if someone's interested in getting into Blue Beetle and like you know where's a good place to start what would you recommend as a good uh, good storyline good uh, good place to jump in um well I would I would honestly say stay away from his initial series because uh, 1985, 1985 to 1988 was a weird time for comics. There were some writers doing like really out-of-the-box things 
but most writers and by the way his series was written by Len Wein who is a great writer uh, but even more importantly drawn by the legendary Paris Collins who's one of my favorite artists of all time uh, but I would say stay away from that series because if you don't know comics uh, and don't love comics from that time, you know, uh, comics, you know, from 1960s to the 1980s, for the most part, didn't change a lot. Um, they were bogged down in a lot of expository dialogue and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, oh, if I can just reach uh, this rope here that I'm obviously very well drawn by the most one of the most brilliant cartoonists of all time reaching for, but... I got to talk about it because my fan base isn't smart enough to figure out that I'm reaching for a rope, even though there's a nice picture here. Like Adam West's Batman. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or, oh my God, you know, this person lit me on fire. I loved it because I love Blue Beetle because I used to get the Charlton comics. Uh, there was a church sale at the bottom of my street every single week. And for some reason, this guy would just show up with two or three Charlton or Gold Key comics. And I would get, you know, Blue Beetle, old which which were probably, by the way, two or $300 comics at the time, but I was buying them for $2 and wow. would read the shit out of them in the rain on my back porch. Uh, That's awesome. And, That's, uh, That's a cool story. Yeah, he, uh, you know, I loved him, so when it came to be a... a, 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 a it wasn't a very good book. As, as much as I loved it and it looked good, <laughs> um, it wasn't an awesome book. There was some cool storylines, but, like, it was just not... It was, you know, Lin Wynn was still a writer that was kind of behind the times. So I would recommend uh, getting, like I said, um, you can start with trade number one, Justice League International, um, and uh, you know you 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 know if you stick with it, uh, you you get to see the character evolve more over the course of like seven or eight issues in that book than you do. You know, they really. I don't know if they knew he was going to be part of the breakaway greatness of that book, but. You know, you get to see him flirt. You get to see the way he acts with Batman. You get to see him making. Uh, there's a gr- my favorite exchange, Blue Beetle exchange of all time. Uh, they were in Russian airspace and they thought they were going to get shot down. And I, and I might be saying this wrong. And Batman's like, "Go ahead." And he goes, "All right." Uh, you know. And uh, he makes a. Uh, you know, he's just like, "All right, well, uh, Scott." You know, Scotty, warp engines the nine, right? And like he just goes, goes through the thing, and uh, Batman goes. This is no time to be, you know, no time to make jokes, Beetle. You know, we're we're connect, committing an international incident, and Beetle's like, you know, browbeating. He's like, sorry, Batman. He goes, all right. He goes. Then ba- as Batman walks away, he goes, all right. F- you know, f- full speed ahead, Sulu. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, to show that Batman really liked Beetle. He really, because he knew who he was, obviously, even though Beetle didn't realize that. You know, he's fucking Batman. He understood what he was all about. He understood what he did. He understood what it takes to be this type of hero in this type of situation. And it just meant much. And you see him talk about Russian literature and all this other stuff. Like, you knew this character like you knew him. Uh, like, like he was your friend, you know? And while all these other characters were more kind of characters of people... Blue Beetle was a real person in the middle of this. Real people doing real yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he meets Booster Gold, and uh, you know, Booster Gold becomes his asshole friend that almost everybody has. Where it's like, well, I know we're supposed to be guarding the Justice League money, but what if we took it and started a casino? <laughs> you know, or or what if on the side to pay back the money we stole for the casino, we become repo men? You know, like and, and like he's always getting him in these trouble. But Blue Beetle's just like a real. A real, real fucking guy. dude. And eventually he gets fat. 
They use him for so little except to fly the plane. Like, he gets fat, and they they almost throw him out of the league because he, he gets fat. <laughs> so it's, it's – it's, you know, I, that's the book that I think made Blue Beetle the Blue Beetle that we love. Awesome. I, I think a lot of people look at that Blue Beetle series because it looks beautiful. Um, and it does have some pretty good stories, but I, I think they kind of look at it with, like, you know, rose-tinted glasses. So I would say Justice League International. Um, are you aware – I know that DC is doing a rebirth. Mm-hmm. Are they doing one with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold? Do you mm, know? So Blue Beetle is a character. Uh, he is the mentor right now in, in this rebirth thing. I haven't, mm-hmm. I've, I've purchased them, but they haven't come yet. Of uh, The third person to wear the moniker of Blue Beetle, Jamie Reyes, I think is oh, his yeah. name. Oh, yeah. I have heard yeah. that he's in like the Teen Titans, correct? Uh, yep. He's in the Teen Titans, and Blue Beetle is like kind of mentoring him. What I'm hoping happens is that uh, they they make blue, Ted Cord Blue Beetle because mm-hmm. he's never existed here. And, and he met and, like, it was cool. And I'll never go against anything another writer does. You know, like, I get it. Like, you have to fill these fucking books every single week. But they made one character who was a cool character evil, and it made him a little less cool. Being in the entertainment industry, I'm well aware that there are people who are fucking sharks. But, like, you... They're also like kind, yeah exactly. They're also you know they're not bad people. They just do what they have to do to make that thing happen. You know, and I've I've dealt with them as wrestling promoters, and that's what the Justice League character Maxwell Lord was. Mm-hmm. He was essentially an entertainment promoter that was in the superhero business. Then they made him an evil villain, and he shot Blue Beetle, and like all that stuff just didn't, spoiler alert yeah just ten years ago. All that stuff just didn't you know. Uh, mer- Murtoff and Riggs don't die in the toilet explosion scene yeah. either. So, like, uh, but all that stuff kind of ruined those characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this Infinite Crisis and the 52 and all this other crazy shit that happened to make the rebirth that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I, if nothing else, we've got Ted Cord. Yeah. He's Ted Cord. He's not wearing the blue outfit yet, but he's he's Ted Cord. He's the Ted Cord I love. Uh, you can see in little things, uh, you know, the bug. He's building the bug, which is the. The, the, the vehicle that he flies around in, and you could see his uh, his BB gun in the background or something, which was like this dumb, stupid fucking... It looks like a radar gun, and it shoots a blast of compressed air, which in some expository dialogue he often said, this could knock over a van, or this could knock over an elephant. And it also shot a strobe light that would supposedly, like... Uh, I don't think they knew how strobe lights actually worked in 1985, because it completely, like, st- anybody who, like... Um, got hit by the strobe light, was blind and, and like mentally incapacitated. So, um, you know, it's cool. I'm excited to have him back. Excellent. Well, that with that being wrapped up, I think we're going to go ahead and go to our second break, and then we're going to come back. We have uh, some feedback, including one piece of feedback we just received a few moments <gasps> ago. Yay! You guys going to give me like a cue? Oh, uh, the, like, like the letter Q or... Oh, no. Nope. No. Ah! Give dr- people a cliffhanger. We'll be right back in just um, a moment. After these something, you know? I was hoping Nicole was going to say back. something. Yeah, that's the ticket. Uh, Nicole, say something. Well, you probably need to tell her that first. <laughs> this is why we... Shake your moneymaker? I don't you know. You <laughs> know, we were going to have rehearsal, hey. but instead, these two drank wine and watched Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. We did. We ate cold noodles, and it was yes. fantastic. Yes, you guys don't need rehearsal. 
This was a bad idea, by the way, because I am renowned for being able to ramble on, and now you're letting me ramble on about... <laughs> All right, it's time for break. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Break, we'll be right break. back. Yeah. Yay! Oh, I thought we were Country on break. Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkeys. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, Deuce Bethage. And this in song the has got house. a dance party going on Patrick in the studio Ray here. Patrick Ray Hall. Yeah, Tiny did it better. Yeah, don't don't I'm not sure that you should do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh we have some snacks in studio today. Snacks! <laughs> Apparently they did do rehearsal because this is like the fourth time they've done shit like this. This is why I can't leave them alone. I had to go pick Dynamo up. And in the short time I was gone, this type of shit happens. So we love each other. Awesome. Right, well, talk about your cookies and then uh, we can get to our feedback because we have, we have some So there are cookies and... Oh, that's a great story. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there are cookies and I baked them and they're fucking delicious. So, uh, you wanna yeah. Just, uh, Would I like to elaborate on them? Yeah, okay, little, little so um, there are two different kinds of cookies. They are cake mix cookies. Uh, one you. of which is a funfetti-like cake cookie and the other one is a chocolate M&M cake cookie. Uh, recipes like this can be found on my blog if I ever get the fucking thing up and running. So um, shout out to all of you who work full time and do things on the side like write or, you know, self-publish or music or whatever because... Or produce podcasts. Or produce podcasts because mm. it is freaking difficult. You know, you, you plan something, you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to set aside... XYZ amount of time and then something always comes up. So I'm hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, to have my blog up and running ASAP. So if any of you would like to light a candle, say a prayer, uh, buy me some time, that would be fantastic. But um, yeah, so recipes like this and more uh, shenanigans and fun, fantastic stuff will be found on my blog soon. So, 
stay tuned. I wonder if your candle is lit with mine because apparently Miss Stephanie Stephanie Wiley is lighting a candle for me today. Yeah, yeah. no, her she, candles oh. are in a fucking pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sacrificed chicken in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so we do have some feedback. A um, couple of things that uh, were sent in some voicemails because folks were very uh, very nice to us and uh, sent some things in and. I would like to uh, to play these in the order in which they were received. So I would like to play. Uh, this is the second time this person has contributed, and this is uh, Eddie the anti drug iguana. Uh oh. Ooh. Rodan Thursday podcast once again. It's your boy Eddie Eddie iguana Eddie Eddie the anti drug iguana and iguana <laughs> iguana say. Uh, you guys are doing great on your show. I fucking really love listening. Uh, and I want to send a shout out to hashtag Team Patsy and hashtag Team Agent Nicole because you guys, I got a treat for all of you fans. It's a new feature on the show. It's Eddie Iguana's 60 second 60 film review. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to oh review God. films in 60 seconds or less. So, if we could get a drum roll, please. Eddie Iguana, Eddie Iguana, 60-second film review! We're working on the theme song, folks. Okay, here we go. The new Ghostbusters sucks. Jingle all the way sucks. The original Ghostbusters sucks. Sunstone <laughs> checks in sucks. What? Ghostbusters 2 sucks. Phantom Menace sucks. Next Karate Kid sucks. Citizen Kane sucks. <laughs> sucks. Clockwork Orange sucks. Batman v Superman sucks. Pretty in Pink sucks. Desperado sucks. The Marine 3 sucks. Happy Gilmore sucks. Pretty Park 2 sucks. Mary Poppins sucks. What? Sucks. Casablanca sucks. What? what? Billy Elliot sucks. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer sucks. Yeah. No. sucks. Ernest Scared Stupid sucks. Josie and the Pussycats sucks. Yeah. Highlander sucks. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles sucks. Rocket Four sucks. Sorry, Wolfie. Independence Day sucks. Anything with Kathy Bates sucks. Ooh, misery. Back to the Future sucks. Zootopia sucks. Beaches sucks. Die Hard sucks. Fahrenheit 9-11 sucks. Dark Knight. What do you mean I've gone over 60 seconds? Fuck you. I'm, I, it's Eddie Iguana's 122nd movie review. You <laughs> Dark Knight. Sucks. Social Network. Sucks. Monsters, Inc. Sucks. Jacob's Ladder. Sucks. Spider-Man 2. Sucks. Dark Crystal. Sucks. Hateful Eight. Sucks. Seven Samurai. Sucks. Magnificent uh. Seven. Sucks. Saws 1 through 7. Sucks. Seven Brats for Seven Brothers. Sucks. Seven. Sucks. The Little Mermaids. Sucks. Nemo sucks. The Purge sucks. Devil Wears Prada sucks. That darn cat. I actually like that one. That was pretty funny. Oh my god, that was Okay, folks. So thanks for listening. This has been Eddie Iguana's 122nd film review. And keep on listening to the Throwdown Thursday podcast. You guys are really doing a great job. Keep up the good work. All right, everyone, have a fucking good night. Dress safe. I'm fucking waste. <laughs> 
I thought he was going to say at the end, throw it on Thursday, sucks. No, he, he likes us. Apparently, we're uh, we're in the same uh, same same uh, realm as uh, that darn cat, it looks like. <laughs> Wait, the original or the remake? He didn't get into that. Oh. He only had 60 to 120 seconds. To <laughs> <do that. laughs> he used to, he used to uh, call our show, so I'd just like to say, uh, fuck you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lizard. <laughs> Eddie, he probably thank lost you. the number. He was too drunk. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for uh, calling in again. That was uh, that was that was very lovely. Yes. <laughs> um, we also have another voicemail from uh, my good buddy, uh, Mr. Jeremy McFarland. I'm uh, very excited to hear from him. So, uh, hey, Throwdown Thursday podcast. This hey, is Jeremy McFarland. Hey, Jeremy. Um, sitting at home, playing some video games with my son, playing Borderlands. Nice. And, uh, Huh? That's what I said. We're playing Borderlands. Yeah. Um, just want to call in and say, uh, you know, like most have said, I dig the show a whole bunch. Thank you. And um, I find it very interesting what you guys are doing. I like it. I like how different it is. And I think we need more of that in the podcasting world. We need more people doing different things. Real people doing real people things or something like that I think I got it, got it mostly um, but I want to call in and talk I want to tell you guys that I also want to say uh, a little bit about uh, old Frankenfurter there uh, my mom uh, and, my, and my dad both told me about Rocky Horror Picture Show at a pretty super young age and um, you know they told me about that we have an area over here in uh, Houston called Montrose and it's where they do most most of the cool stuff for theaters. They do a lot of the uh, uh, the Rocky Horror Show stuff, and they do um, uh, the you know Planet from Outer Space uh, parties and stuff like that. Um, hold on, I'm killing, I'm killing robots. Sorry. Um, and um, this is completely outrageous. Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was pretty. It was. I always thought it was. It was amazing because I always heard. My parents would always say, "Like, you know, let's do the, you know, let's do the time warp again." And I didn't know what the reference was because I hadn't seen the movie yet. Maybe your parents. But were even they were already talking about the movie before I had even seen it. So, um, <laughs> no, man, it's, uh, it's like sorry, Magnus McFarlane, yeah. robot fighter. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, the movie uh, it does mean a lot to me. Um, I still watch it. Uh, I do about I do about every year. I used to watch it a lot more back in the day. I just I don't know why I haven't done it too much since. I love the multitasking. You know, I, I don't it's watch awesome. it on repeat. I used to watch it on repeat a lot. I don't really do that too much anymore. Um, and I don't really know why, but I just really don't. Maybe I should. I do it for Halloween mostly though. I'll rewatch it, but. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if this is a good feedback. I hope it is. I, I hope you dig it. Um, and uh, thanks, guys. Uh, keep up the great work on the show um, because you guys do fantastic work. And uh, I just want to say, Johnny, um, I love that theme song, brother. That's a that's it's fucking fantastic. I really. Ooh, I said a bad word. Said, uh, anyways, um, well, I'll talk to you guys later. Love you guys. Bye. Oh man, that was awesome, Jeremy! Thank feedback. you for calling. In. Yes, that was great. yes. Um, I pre- language. 
<laughs> no, I I personally had a a little bit of a heart to heart with uh, Mr. McFarland recently, so um, I just kind of want to give him a shout out and say that we're with you and we're here for you, and um, he's just such a great guy. And Jeremy uh, does a great show himself with yes. uh, Martin Davis, yes. Atomic Age Media. Every uh, isn't, it, isn't it about uh, the creation of the atomic bomb? It is. Uh, the Manhattan <laughs> Project. That's the, J. Robert the link that I t- uh, click on when you're listening to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to put a different link up. But, yeah, yeah. their show, they do a comic book, uh, a movie, and yeah, music, an album. Music, every, yes. Uh, every, every show. So. It's fantastic. It is really, so really definitely really check it out. I so, want them to, uh, I want them to like... Uh, uh, like I want to send them some stuff. I want to get them out of their comfort zone a little bit. That's what I think. Uh, so send them some stuff. I'm what the hell stopping you? Got, not they didn't ask, but I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking do it now. I was like, well, 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 it, send your excuse before. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, we have uh, one last voicemail from uh, Miss Stephanie Wiley. Woo! Oh God! So I, <laughs> it, Dynamo just looks defeated right now. <laughs> So let's hear what this is, and uh, it's very short. It's only forty seconds. Wow, he took his headphones off. Hey, Throwdown off. Thursday podcasters, this is Wiley, longtime listener, first time caller. Just wanted to take a minute to uh, say a huge thank you so much. Uh, the mail just came. I'm going through my package from you guys right now, and I love you all so dearly. You're so so wonderful. The book, Cloverdale, Snowball. Cookies and Agent Nicole, Sean of the Dead. I love you guys yes. so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my cold black heart. You guys are the best, and I love you so much. Thank you. We love you too. Oh, Stephanie, my heart is black too. Let's drink together sometime. Her heart is full of wine. I'm well, so that glad. too, yes. I'm so glad she opened that uh, Funko I'm little so thing that she got. And it's Shaun of the Dead, today. too. Yeah, I'm a little jealous it's Shaun of the Dead. I picked I a good Shaun one. I of the Dead, I think. Yeah, yeah, I gave you that, too. Yeah. Damn, I'm just giving everybody Shaun of the Dead stuff. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead is on the same shelf that I was talking about the supernatural stuff. Shaun of the Dead is actually a euphemism for uh, something that Patrick and I do. So um, mm-hmm. that's that's a different show, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. That's a different show. Yes. Part of that is disgusting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't talk about my wife like that. Oh, oh we're not. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh. Do you wear that shark shark costume too? Yeah. What? Well, it, oh God, no. Only when God, I'm by no. myself. Yeah. What did you call it on Elm Street Kids? The Love Nasium. Yeah, that's our bed. Room, the love yeah, uh, yeah, when he calls it that, he sleeps on the couch. <laughs> I never sleep on the couch because the only way I'm sleeping on the couch is if she moves my 265 pound ass. Which I'm working on happen. it. <laughs> working on my fitness, folks. All right, so we are running a little bit long, so I'm going to like zip through these last couple of segments. Um, so this this week we are uh, we have gone through each of the four brackets on the uh, the weekly battle. And uh, last week's battle is the only one that's been even remotely close. So this week, I think we're going to have another close one because I think this is going to be a really, really, really good match. Uh, We're going back to the Guns Are Fun division for the battle of Sarah Connor versus Lara Croft. Lara Croft, of course, from the Tomb Raider franchise and Sarah Connor, of course, from the Terminator franchise. I think we're going to focus on the... uh, you know the, these the characters from the movies. I didn't see the TV show, so I don't know if you have. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, Lara Croft versus Sarah Connor this week. Um, 
We're also going to do a very, very quick uh, science fact this week because uh, it's actually based on some stuff that's going on right now because we've got some uh, pretty good storms that have been happening in the last couple of days. A lot of wind, a lot of lightning, a lot of thunder, a lot of rain and hail. Uh, And I have no power. (laughs) Yep. A tree fell on Agent Nicole's neighbor's house last night. (laughs) Um, So the wind has been pretty intense. So the science fact for the week is... At 72 miles an hour, a storm is considered a hurricane. Prior to that, it is just a tropical storm. That is the difference. The wind speeds get up to a certain point. Nice. And uh, that being said, Agent Nicole, have you got anything? Um, So I'm going to do a new segment, a little one. Uh, I know Patsy has the science facts, and now I'm going to have my, like, little Nerdist shout outs is it, is it the agent nicole files it's ooh, i like that oh, there, there we go that's the new name the agent nicole files um i saw the new star trek it is phenomenal better than the first one and the second one well and van helsing ooh. and it's amazing every character gets their own share of the screen and it's i kind of cried at the very end because of anton's not around anymore and it's it was breaking my heart but seriously go see it go see it go see it did they do a similar thing like they did at the end of fast and the furious where like you know kirk is flying by and he looks out the window and there's another there's another spaceship and like anton yelchin's there giving him like a thumbs up you're they Batman. both drive off in different <laughs> directions you're, um, like, you're like monster zero right now yeah shut up um but definitely go see it. Simon Pegg actually co-writes the script for the film, and it's just phenomenal. So definitely go see it if you are a Trekkie, because I am a Trekkie, and I love it. So Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so I think uh, you Agent Nicole hanging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a high five. Better than Star Wars? You like it more than Star Wars? I grew up loving Star Trek. I'm a next there generation baby, so. Well, oh, it's okay. <laughs> He's going to take it back now. He's, he's going to take it back. He just took back both high It's okay. I love me some Jonathan Franks, Mr. Riker. Mm, Love him. Anyways, I I don't know. This is the end? That is the end. Uh, I think uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, sticking around, even though Dynamo was here. uh, He is more than welcome to come back on the show anytime. Yeah, Dynamo is actually going to be back next week as well, because we're not going to let him go. I'm going to be like Michael Raymond Shadow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on forever. And oh, we you're are, like, that's okay. On a one-show invite. Yeah. And we are going to we are gonna uh, be talking about Doc Savage. Ooh. Yeah. So come back Never and see us next week. Yes, see you next yes, Thursday. See you next Thursday. Hashtag Team Agent Nicole. Sucks. Hashtag Team Mrs. Angry Nerd. Whoop, whoop. Yeah.